everybody. Welcome back to Sean Nobs and Boomsticks. I'm Sean. I'm Nobs. And once again, Boomsticks is absent. Yes. So Are we ever going to get Boomsticks back? Uh, if he ever stops doing DoorDash, this is his... That, that's his new money hour, that's his man. New. He goes out at lunch. He goes out at night. Makes about a hundred bucks a day. He's crushing it. Works like six hours a day. He's just he's killing it. DoorDash is the shit right now. Huh. That's not an advertisement, by the way. That's I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how that works for taxes. Well, he, he is he ten ninety nine. Yeah. Ooh. So he he has, well he set up a separate account just to put money in for taxes. So he's a smart, smart kid. kid. Could you imagine having that kind of job when you were a teenager? No, I was getting paid four dollars and twenty five cents right. an hour to paint chain link fence. I was getting four and a quarter to make tacos and work like till fucking midnight, even though I was, I was sixteen. Do you remember like four and a quarter was the minimum wage for it seemed like forever? Oh yeah. I'm trying to remember what it went up to. Four, five. Four, it went up like four eighty five. Didn't go right up to. No, five, it didn't. Yeah, it had that intermediate step. Yeah. And then it was like five fifteen. I remember when I, was, I remember at the the golf course when I was making eight fifty an hour. I thought I was a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm making double what I used yeah. to make. Yeah, he's just out there crushing it. That when I was dash. that when I was selling vacuum cleaners, I thought I was doing I was baller until they charge you for all the supplies you use while you're selling them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> MLM baby. Ugh. But uh. But yeah, anyway, uh, you got any, anything new and exciting? Um, you watch some shit? I, I finished Ash vs. Evil Dead, which was pretty good. If you're a fan of the Evil Dead series, you'll enjoy it. It's not amazing. Evil Dead is my all-time favorite horror franchise, horror movie. And the magic definitely isn't captured in television you know television just has that serialized feel i feel like if they condensed a lot of this stuff down it could have been a lot cooler like in a movie yeah um it, it probably it seemed like it's probably three movies worth of content spread out over if uh, that <laughs> i don't know okay. if it's even that I, much you know it's like you know it's, it's sold from the marvel netflix where they kind of stretched it a little far exactly um but, but it's not bad it's tv quality and but it's it's ash yeah it's bruce campbell it's gory as fuck. El Jefe. It's got, you know, it's got that stuff going on. It hits just, you know, pretty pedestrian story beats. But it's funny. You know, again, Bruce Campbell. It's fun. It's Yeah, it, it, it was not a bad time. It is fun. I remember we were talking, we were talking about it a little bit uh, earlier today. And the part where I didn't, I didn't see how they could possibly top him wearing a corpse with a Prince, Prince Albert bopping in his face. I think they did, though. But the, the way they pulled him up with the intestines up into the ass, like. <laughs> now that was a great. That was well, it was interesting. But yeah, this one with the with the toddler who climbed back up into the woman's I will the corpse's vagina and started manipulating her body around her headless body, Fuck. and then his little baby head kept popping out the top and the bottom, <laughs> and then uh, he stuck a bowling ball in the top. I think they stick one in the bottom too. Uh that's how Ash, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty zany. It was, it was a good oh, time. Oh man. Uh and just just fun cast. Yeah, Kelly and Pablo and uh Lucy Lawless. Did I hear they were teasing Briscoe County remake? Oh, are they? I never saw that show. I remember when it was on, but I, I didn't I don't think I had TV at the time. It was okay. Yeah. It looked like it started going somewhere and then it got canceled. Yeah. Um Well they're making it in well, 
Uh, Bruce Campbell is going to be voicing Ash in a new Evil Dead video game, so we have that to look forward oh, to. Oh, we have another one. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then I did hear something about another potential movie, which would be crazy. It's like, dude, for years after Army of Darkness, like Army of Darkness came out like 93, I think. Everybody's like, when's the next one? Next, when's the next one? Then when's the next one? And then they did like the remake back in like the what, early 2000, 2013 or so. And then, um, or, or early. Are you talking about the director's cut? Of what? Evil Dead? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Remake. Oh, the remake. Of, yeah. And then he, he wasn't in that. And then I thought uh, he was at the end. Like, wasn't yeah, he like they a, implied a, that he yeah. was like driving that car or something. I can't remember the ending exactly. Like the credit scene. Um, when are you going to do another one? And then we got three C. We got fucking 30 episodes of Ash versus Evil Dead. So yeah. I feel like that's enough. You know, we've had this character for like 40 years. You don't get that a lot. I mean, you get that with like Star Trek, some Star Wars characters. Um, so for like a such a low, like a B-level property, such a low budget property, that's pretty good. Well, I mean, it's funny. It's like, you know, Bruce Campbell's got the makings of every every other Hollywood star. He just never had that huge role. Yeah. Like, I don't know, he was in one of the, from Dust Till Dawn. I think he was in the beginning of the second one. Got murdered in the elevator in the first five minutes. He was at the beginning of Congo. <laughs> like, Do he had a lot of cameo work. Yeah. I really like Bubba Hotep. That was a fun movie. Oh, my God. I saw that the, the opening day at uh, Cedarly. The Man with the I was so brain. stoked to see that movie. Um, I put sand in my brain and so, died. Oh, my me. name is Bruce. Did you ever see that? That yeah. was pretty good. That was a fun one. Uh, that's yeah. the one where they bring him in the, 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 that uh, what that ancient ninja thing it's like a seven samurai kind yes. of thing like, yes. you know, he's like in town to shoot a movie and they think yeah. he's really ash or whatever yeah. uh, that was a fun little movie I know he's done a lot of the TV man work. with the screaming brain yeah uh, yeah I love I just uh, I love Bruce Campbell I love the Evil Dead series um, they wrapped it up nicely like they set up a potential the ending of the season three reminded me of the di- ending of the director's cut of Army of Darkness. Which Where he overslept? Yeah, and he, it's like way in the future kind of. But yeah. it's, this isn't, he doesn't oversleep, but it's he's like, almost like kept in cryostasis because he's like the chosen one or whatever. So and he wakes up in the future. He dung eating fool. <laughs> but it's like a cyberpunk kind of future. Oh man, Cyberpunk Ash, that'd be great. Yeah. Electric chainsaw. He's got like Or no, like the chainsaw is like this like spinning like lightsaber-ish. Yeah. He's got a new hand, like at the end at, when he wakes up. It's got like the cyber and it was, it was a really cool little effect where there was like a strip on his wrist that you could see through and you could see the pistons. But uh and, uh, so that was pretty cool. Um but yeah, it's, I mean it's enjoyable for an Evil Dead fan. It's not uh, I thought the first season was really good. I enjoyed the first season. The I like the first season a lot. Yeah, that was that was my favorite. Um, but yeah, I I can't believe it went on for three seasons. So yeah, I was surprised when they made when they announced season two. I was like, really? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I enjoyed that series. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, so I've been kind of trolling the internets for for weird shit. Um. I'm still on that uh, on that kick of that guy's retrospectives. Like, I think those were all re- done really well. Um, and then I stumbled across that Mitchell and Webb look again, and I found every every number Wang episode cut into one thirty minute video with with those weird commercials. <laughs> like they're fucking great. That's such a a niche little kick to go on. 
It is. <laughs> so it was, anybody knows what number Wang is. It was that's number Wang. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the, 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 the chick loses and they just put a bag over his head saying no. <laughs> Uh, but no, the gags in that got really good. And then after, after they did, they played number Wang for like three years without number, nobody winning. <laughs> They're all hair, like their hair is all big and shit. It's uh, it's just a fun, it's a fun sketch show. If you ever get a chance, check out Mitchell Webb look that Mitchell Webb look. It's a, it's a good time. That Mitchell Webb look. Yeah. That Mitchell and Webb look. Okay. I think that's like named after those dudes. <laughs> That do it because it's primarily two guys run the whole show. Um, but as I came home from work today and you know grabbed myself some BB Bop from that place, which was an interesting food place, um, I turned on uh, Return to the 36 Chambers of Shaolin, and that is oh, what the fuck is that guy's name? He was uh, the big stunt choreographer. He was in a ton of those. Uh, you uh, Ping? Yeah. You're right. That name. I usually am. <laughs> well, I, I can't remember everybody's name. I watch too much stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's essentially, it's a different from the original 36 Chambers of Chowlin. The guy literally wants to go and train at, in 36 Chambers to, to learn Kung Fu to go beat up some dude. And then he realizes, you know, through his training and stuff, and like he's kind of a savant at all these things and figures out ways to kind of hack the system to get better in the first movie. Goes back and then doesn't re- reluctantly fights the guy because at this point he realizes this guy doesn't have a chance. Yeah. Uh, this version of it is um, a bunch of people working a dye factory, dyeing fabric, and these thugs move in and kind of crack down on them, take all their money, and this guy be like... Um, he shows up as like a Shaolin monk to start with, you know, think he's going to wreck house and he's just an actor. Like he's just faking it the whole time. <laughs> he gets caught out by the main villain. Who's, if you had to guess what weapon, what weapon would a villain have? Yeah. A folding fucking stool. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, he does this weird kick flippy thing. It looks like a skateboard with legs. Like he just, flipping it around does all this crazy like moves with it and you know sits on it and talks some shit and then he kicks the crap out of out of the dude is anybody in is like when was this made is it oh my god it is old old okay it is old old it is hilariously old but the action and the, the stunt choreography is incredible yeah. The whole thing. And then it goes to a different 36 Chambers of Chowlin. He has to sneak in there. The abbot catches him and then kind of makes him makes him build this giant scaffolding around the 36 Chamber training hall and stuff. And then he kicks him out, not realize, you know, realize he's up there practicing and all this stuff. And then he gets thrown out. Then he goes back to the people and doesn't realize he learned anything. And then he just beats the shit out of like 50 dudes. <laughs> and then okay. there's a giant stool battle at the end. Stool and I'm not battle. talking about shit, like <laughs> literally like step stools. These guys are like flipping these things around like they're some sort of dangerous weapon. But it is hilarious. Interesting. And right when you walked in is right when it ended. I'd have loved to see you like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Why are they fighting with footstools? But yeah, no, that was uh, that was awesome. 
It really is. Like, all those old kung fu movies are just... Return, Return to the 36 Chambers. Return to the 36 Chambers is a weird one, but it is great. And what was this on? Why did you find this? Netflix. Oh, okay. Huh. I just kind of was like, oh, wow, 36, another 36 Chambers? Like, okay. I think they made like three or four of these things. So, and they're not connected in any sort of way. And it's like the same group of actors. Like It's kind of like Troll and Troll 2. Yes. But it's it's a fun ride. Um, there was another movie I watched too that I forgot how good it was. I don't know. I watched some weird shit over the week. I watched some movie called Last Christmas with uh, Daenerys Targaryen in it. Was very disappointed that Dragon didn't show up. I remember watching that. It was like Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon. No, Leather. not that movie. That's Last Christmas. Oh, what did you say? I think I said last Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it was something along those lines. It was some rom-com. Apparently, she got in an accident, and another dude got in an accident in the same area, and he was a donor, and she ends up, he ends up getting, she ends up getting, she ends up getting his heart. Oh, my God. In a transplant, and then she starts falling in love with the vision of this this dude that's too good to be true and not realizing that's just the you know the dude's how did you stumble go. upon this it was on you i'm taking it your was, table away it was on this after something else i was watching use of your time all this media you're surrounded nothing by. was fucking worse than watching this movie with uh one of the kid the guy the main guy from heroes what the hell was his name um main guy from heroes the TV show Heroes. Um, Zachary Quinto? No, the other one, the good one. Hero? <laughs> no, it wasn't Hero. It was the uh, other guy. Hated got, no, not the chick, the dude. The, I the don't black hair. The dude, except for the, the Asian dude. Yeah, he was the other one that was really powerful, had the brother that could fly. Hmm. Anyway, so this guy was on as a race car driver, and it had an anthropomorphic dog that had a fucking monologue, but they didn't do the thing that I can't stand where dogs lips and mouths move and make human faces and stuff. It was just a dog that just had his own thoughts, and you're watching this this (laughs) terrible fucking uh, custody battle go between the main character and his in-law's parents over this child, and by the end of it, I am fucking weeping like a baby because I was so, Im- I don't know why I was so emotionally invested in this movie, probably because of the fucking dog. But, oh, but like, uh, surely you understand why I don't like letting you pick movies, right? I mean, I wouldn't this. pick listen this movie. You spent your time. No, it was you, just you on. This. You, exactly. But you act like you, you were strapped in but, clockwork orange style and you had no choice. Hey, it. It's no there. other options available. It's there. I was really high. <laughs> that's that's no excuse. But that, no, that it can was, get you into a movie though. It was on. It was on at a point where I was uh, I was waiting for the next movie to come on, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll just leave this on Did while you know I do shit. What the shit. next movie was? I don't remember what it was. No. You were just anticipating another movie. Despite again, there's probably I'm probably looking at what three thousand DVDs right now. Close. Just an estimate. I don't know. <laughs> three, I'd say three to thirty-five hundred <laughs> DVDs, not including your digital library, which I'm sure has some different stuff as well. Uh, but you're just like, what's on? What's on USA? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's on the movie channels. It was. I, I was in the movie. I was in the five hundred range of channels. So 
that like I scroll through that first and if something catches my eye if it's real close to something else or if I see it just ahead um I'll like leave something on right but yeah for some reason I was like I was all in at this point I was all in all right let's uh Let's go to the the movie we picked out, which was that you picked out. Dune, 1984's Dune by David Lynch, based on the novel by Frank Herbert. I think that's the guy's name. Novel from like the 60s, I believe. Yes. Never read the book. I never saw the movie. So in '84, when it came out, did you play the game? The OG RTS. No, I don't know anything about. It was kind of cool. The Duneverse. Um, Other than I remember when it came out. And I remember seeing the the commercials for it on television and being like somewhat intrigued, but also somewhat repulsed by the character designs and mostly the villain villainous character designs. And um, it wasn't really it wasn't made for kids anyway. I was literally like seven when you know when it came out. It was I don't think it was designed to to pull me in. Um, so I I just know. And then I, years later, getting into movies, I always heard that. It's a train wreck. It's terrible. Yeah, it's the awful. worst David movie ever Lynch made. Disowned it and blah blah blah. So I just I just stayed away from it. And then I saw when Denis Villeneuve, uh, a director I really like, he did like the most recent Blade Runner and The Arrival, and he's done a lot of stuff, Sicario, Prisoners, stuff like that. And he's he, doing the new one. He's doing Dune, and I saw the designs from that, and I think it looks great. Plus, he's great. <clears throat> so I was just like, oh, I'll just wait and watch that version. But then we ended up watching this. And I'd have to say, overall, I was pleasantly surprised as yes. to the quality of this movie. Especially when you're expecting a train wreck. Right. Um, apparently, during the, the editing process, there was a whole bunch of uh, industry fuckery or like just executive fuckery with the movie. Producer uh, Dino De Laurentiis took over because uh, David Lynch, was, he I think he had close to a four-hour cut and then a three-hour cut, and it still wasn't short enough, so... Dino De Laurentiis, uh, the producer, stepped in it's and a, basically took Lynch off the film. That's what I don't understand, like, with executives. Wouldn't you want them there longer? Like, in the seats and engaged versus I, just shoveling them in and out? It's not like you're eating a Happy Meal here. Well, I think that's literally part of it, though, is you get more showings if your movie's shorter. You get more money. To, is That's the that's the thinking. Right. I, you know, obviously, you, you're... Same amount of people are ultimately going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, don't, I, I think long term it works out about the same. But if you have more, you, I don't know. Because if you can keep, I, I don't know. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that's probably their thinking, um, especially back then. Like they didn't yeah. really. It wasn't really till I, like I felt like Titanic was really a turning point where people just started accepting three hour movies at that point. I don't know if that's true. That's much just how much I felt. to everybody's chagrin sometimes. <laughs> But no, I mean, if it's good, I mean, if you're if you're telling a compelling story, I have no problem sitting through it. Right. Um, the thing that always rubs me the wrong way whenever I watch Dune is the weird voiceover exposition. It seems like is incessant at every turn. This isn't really dialogue driven. It's like they feel like everything has to be explained and then it happens. So, yeah, they do a lot of this in the movie where you'll see the character and the camera will just kind of stay on him. And like, uh, like the lead character, Kyle McLaughlin, his first movie role, he plays the the main character, Paul Atreides or uh, Muad'Dib. And any, just as an example, this happens with everybody. 
He'll like walk in a room and then he'll explain exactly why he's in that room, what he's doing, what he's going to do next. But it's all in his head. Like it's all it's all narration. The spice. And yeah. And, and I learned that because I, I really I, I didn't really I, I did some research on this movie afterwards. I was compelled to because I was curious about all, all the circumstances yes. it was created under. I learned that was a, a Dino De Laurentiis thing. He did. He didn't feel like there was enough explanation or whatever. So everybody, every single character, at some point, you see their thought, you hear their thoughts, basically. And it's weird. It's a weird tactic to take, in my opinion. I guess the whole intro with Virginia Madsen, which I didn't even recognize. I think it would have been better with thought bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it reminded me of. Just like the constant thought bubbles of like 80s comics and before then, even in the 90s. Um, But yeah, the whole part with Virginia Madsen wasn't there till Dino De Laurentiis put it in. But so basically this movie and I. All, here's what I thought about Dune. It involved uh, people in black wetsuits, a desert planet, and Tremor-style worms. Is like Those were like the things. I, and a drug, a drug called Spice. I didn't yes. know about the melange. Um, causes for in, instantaneous space travel, apparently. Which, yeah, apparently you could teleport. You could hold yeah. space, which with I thought some, was a cool term, actually. With some giant floating vagina mouth monster with dead eyes so yeah it starts off dude all right so let's get into set design the set design in this movie was fucking amazing stunning just stunning that first room where you meet the grand emperor and this black box or i'm gonna say tank gets rolled into the uh, floated into the room and it's it's some kind of prop like it's a real physical thing and everybody's standing around and you're immediately i'm just like What's what, going on? Yes. <laughs> what is like, happening? I, I I cannot think of a better way to open a movie and be in almost instantly paying attention. Like, yeah. I'm just like, what? Caught what? me right off the rip, which surprised me. Again, yeah. uh, the was, costume designs are fucking amazing. Costumes look great. The actors are fucking phenomenal. Brad Dourif is great. Everybody's great in this movie. Like, they, they do their job well. Um. But yeah, the creature design, the effects. Dude, I loved the fucking score. I loved it. It was like this orchestra that all of a sudden like these like Brian May guitar riffs would kick in with the orchestra. I was loving it. (laughs) I thought it was fucking fantastic. It it, it was weird. Again, maybe I just had a really low bar because I didn't even want to watch it. I don't remember, but I was like, no, I don't really don't want to watch Dune. And then I was I relented. I was like, fine, we'll watch Dune. Should probably have that. Uh, Did you enjoy this more or less than uh, Space Odyssey 2001? Way more than 2001. (laughs) Like 2001, again, visually, it's an experience as a movie or a narrative. No, thanks. Like there's like one segment of that movie that's worth watching, which is the whole HAL 9000. Other than that, it's just visuals. It's a visual trip. Take your DMT or wherever the fuck and have a good time. But this movie actually had a narrative. And I do see why people didn't didn't like it to some extent because it is very compressed because of what they were trying to, that you, there's a lot of stuff you, you don't you, understand. And a lot of stuff you had to just kind of connect your own dots on. Right. And like, I guess that's who this is. I guess that's why they're attacking. I don't yes. know. I'm not sure. What do the sandworms have to do with the spice? Did we ever find that out? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> if I had to guess, and this is me not knowing anything really about this. I haven't read the book either is, uh, I'm guessing the spice is actually secreted by the worms. Well, I thought that, but okay, so explain this to me. How great was that first scene where you actually see a sandworm when it eats that fucking Dude, harvester? epic as fuck. Like, like, I was like, I thought it was going to be corny and cheesy and because I'd heard nothing, but, you know, I thought, but it was, everything was epic that was going on in this movie. 
All right, so early on. The horror of that moment. Early on, there's uh, the villains are sitting around. Baron Harkonnen, he's getting his pustules, uh, <laughs> getting <laughs> the pus extracted. Beautiful tumors. Um, <laughs> so disgusting. Um, and there's <laughs> a guy. in the room. I think it's his nephew or whatever. The one guy that gets beheaded later. Like yes. a fat nephew or whatever. It almost looks like a clone of him. Yeah. Like, I could not believe they found two people that legitimately <laughs> look like they were related. So he, this is what I was, and I didn't know what it was. And so you might be able to explain this. But he he has a little creature in a little jar and he crushes it. He crushes it. it and drinks the juice. Yeah. Is that the spice? No. Like is, okay. I thought maybe that was, it was some sort of offspring or had something to do with the no. sandworms. Just little little rat, rat blood, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. They, they don't explain it. They never like, see it they again. That contrab the cat in that contraption that I don't know what that was for. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Like yeah. it, you <laughs> must take care of this this poor creature. They never see like, it again. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with the eyebrows is fucked. <laughs> Taking care of a hairless cat in in a, what can only be described as a a hamster wheel without the wheel. <laughs> Dude, this this movie really intrigued me. I ended up downloading the book. I haven't started reading it yet, but I I do want to read it. I want to try to get it done before the new movie comes. I'm not a reader. I'm not an avid reader by any means. So it's going to be I, once I start it, I'll be OK. But it's like just taking that step. It's yes. been a long time. So I, I was a big reader growing up because I didn't have a lot of other entertainment options. So I think there's a part of me that doesn't like to do that anymore because I, I read I, took, I literally walked to the library every week, took books out, brought them back the next week, read everything anyway. Um, but I want to read the book because, dude, the the world construction here was pretty interesting. Yes. Like, the, like they're okay. They're fighting technique. So when they were first fighting and they're shooting and there's no blaster bolts discernible on screen coming no. from these weapons. And I'm like, well, that's, what the, that's fucking lazy. And then you learn later. And I think these are the same weapons is they use their voice yes. as a weapon. And the they weirding, like hone it. The weirding way. The weirding way. Yes. And they hone it and they use killing words. Yes. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And it, I, I could see like, okay, maybe maybe that's like inspired the force in some way. You know, like what they, what they call them, like tuning modules or something. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really cool. Um, it was interesting anyway, because uh, I'd never seen that before. And yeah. actually going with the idea, like we're not going to show any blaster bolts. It, it just felt, looked like a bunch of people on screen. It's kind of pointing their toy guns I, at things. Here's the funny thing. So as of this last one was watching it, like all I could go through my head was I'm just going pew, 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 yeah. pew. <laughs> you almost like, where's the laser? <laughs> but once they explained it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And like they were talking. I don't think I noticed that they were saying anything before because it was kind of a big melee. Well, even that when they're doing the first training thing, uh, when they're doing the shield, uh, the shield, the shield training. Oh, God, yeah. Is one of the most jarring but yet I find it incredible effects. Yeah. Like I think the way that worked and the way they flattened that 2D image on the actual effect that's happening on screen, I don't know how the fuck they did that. Right. But it even now, like it that held up really well. Just the polygons are jarring. Right. Like the, they're the, that you had very you know, you could probably do like what, thirty polygons back then on a computer? They maybe <laughs> got away with twenty on these. Yeah. And the way he, the way they break the defense was the slow knife breaks the shield. Yeah, like I thought that, and then it just kind of creeped its way through. So, Dude, and Patrick, Patrick Stewart's Stewart in this movie <laughs> looks the same. He's immortal. He looks. He's, he's the Highlander. He's always been bald with some white hair, with the with the horseshoe, the white horseshoe. Yeah. Like, what? How old is this guy? I don't know. But how unfortunate. Did he lose his hair in high school? Right. Like, Seriously. <laughs> like it seems I, like I've always been I bald. I gotta look up how old he was in that movie. He had to be. 
I'm guessing at most 30. In his 30s. Yes. Had to be in his 30s. And horseshoe, all white. <laughs> like, well, guy. what's funny is like when you run into him later in a flick, it has a bit more mange back here. Yeah, he's the way he's kind of got like a mullet going yeah. on with his with his horseshoe. But yeah, overall, I I surprisingly enjoyed this movie. I will probably watch it again at some point. Uh, maybe they'll do a 4K release when the new movie comes out or something. I'd like to see maybe some of the alternate cuts. I guess there's a lot of alternate cuts floating around TV versions that are even longer. Huh. Things like that. Things where like, people have cobbled together footage that wasn't in the final cut might be interesting. But yeah, I'm going to check out the book. I'm way more excited for the the new for the Denis Villeneuve movie that's coming out. Yes, this really, really piqued my interest again, revisiting this film. Because I remember seeing it. I remember seeing bits and parts of it while it was on uh, on regular TV and never knowing where what what, what movie that was. And then, like, and I was like, and I was like, what's that movie? The Giant Sailor? It's like, it's fucking Dune. It's terrible. I'm like, oh, okay. So he just keeps putting it down. And then I finally watched it again. I think the first time I saw it front to back was in college. I was like, oh, there's a little more going on here than everybody gave this credit for. Right. And, and I watched it again a few years ago. And I'm like, I, I kind of dig this movie. And then even watching this again for, I don't know, probably like fourth or fifth time, I'm like, I you know I I I I like the movie. Like I can't not say I don't like this movie. Yeah, I, I think David Lynch knows his way. No, I don't. I'm not some huge David Lynch guy. I like his stuff. He knows his way around a camera and cinematography, and, and knows how to build things from really interesting angles and stuff like that. Um, but but the story to development of this movie too is almost as crazy as almost as crazy as what the content the movie is actually about. Right. Like it just it was one of those unfilmable thing like Lord of the Rings. Like right. there's that will never be at ad- ad- like one of those things that never be adapted. Um, and the first go around was from uh, from Ale- Alexander Herd- or Ale- Alejandro Hodorsky had his own version of it, which had nothing to do with the fucking book other than names alone. Huh. Like he just kind of like, OK, I got an idea what this is. Nice. And somehow the stories lined up the same even though he never read the book. Jesus Christ. Dude, uh, I, I th- I'm beginning to learn, though, that a lot of this unfilmable stuff basically just had to do with budgets and effects. Yes. That was why they thought they were unfilmable. It's not the story. A story is filmable for the most part. I mean, I get. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I'm drawing a blank as to something I, I would think is unfilmable. I'm sure there's something. But the, these big epic movies are absolutely doable at this point. We yes. have the technology... We have, you know, Hollywood's throwing crazy money at this stuff. But even that, like, this seemed like uh, almost a throwback to older, like, the old Egyptian movies and the Harry Harryhausen flakes, where they would just build shit. Yeah. And it would look magnificent. It did. That's and a good word. It has a, a tactile feeling to everything in this movie. It felt like you could literally, all this stuff existed. Right. Which, for the most part, it did. Right. Yes, a couple of the spacings look 2D, but again, they really didn't have that mastered quite yet. And a lot of people that did that mastering work all moved on to Star Wars. Like, and those were all the people that grew up, like, with watching those old, like, Harry Housen stop stop animation. That was another rabbit hole I got into, um, watching the creature animation stuff, which I really want to go back and watch the old Sinbad and... You know, the Seven Seas, um, 
Uh, Army of Darkness is good enough for me when it comes to stop motion. <laughs> I I would be curious. <laughs> be curious. I'm watching. I was like, man, some of this stuff looked amazing. Like Clash yeah. of the Titans. Well, dude, that stuff. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, that, the the stop motion stuff is creepy too. Like, yes, and it like it, it looks it looks alive but not. Yeah, and it has it has that eerie feeling. Like Baird always says in in Gears, he's like, well, we're pre predisposed to hate things that skitter, <laughs> like. <laughs> For some reason, that line has always stuck with me. And you're like, you know what? Yeah, that's Dude, why we don't like bugs. The stop motion transformation of the villain, the snake character in Dreamscape used to creep me the fuck out, man. Like when that, that evil, do you, have you seen that movie? It was, um, we're gonna have to pick that movie if you've never seen Dreamscape. It's an 80s movie. It has like, I probably uh, haven't seen that Dennis, in ages. Dennis Quaid, maybe? And Kate Capshaw or something like that, I forget. And then like I think the bad guy is like Murdoch from MacGyver, whoever that actor is. I, I could have all these names wrong, by the way. I don't remember. I hope you do. But I remember the snake, the evil snake creature, and it creeped me out as a kid. I saw it on like channel 43 at my great grandma's house. And it's and you watch it now and it's just hokey as fuck. But well, as a kid, I was like, oh my god, it's so creepy. All those old, old like giant like insect movies scared off fuck out of me as a kid especially when we would go to the ix center my dad always tell me oh yeah it's a radioactive waste dump over there it's like what do you mean there's giant fucking ants <laughs> nice. oh that's great all right so i i i've decided i've come up with a rating system for our oh, show yes. it's about time okay um it's actually inspired by a listener one of your friends okay uh, uh, is this better than Jaws? <laughs> is it how much better than Jaws is this movie? It's one to four stars better than Jaws. I would give this three stars better than Jaws. <laughs> is how that's our new rating system that we're going to implement here. Okay, we should make a logo for this. <laughs> we should have some sound effects. Hold on. How about uh, how about we do? Right, you're writing. This is no. I'm I'm drawing radio. like a little Jaws head. <laughs> Oh yeah, like the like the poster. Yeah. So yes, uh, yeah. Let, let's get into this. So though. these are three Jaws maws. <laughs> three Jaws maws. Oh, that's great. Three Jaws maws better than Jaws. What would you give this? I give it uh, a Jaws maws because I love Jaws. Okay, but you you have to buy into the rating system because I don't hate Jaws. I don't think Jaws was a bad movie, but we're using Jaws as zero, basically. Okay. In this rating system. So. Like so, basically, I, I, it's just a four-star rating system. Okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this two Jaws Maws. Two Jaws Maws better than Jaws. Okay, and that's fair. Yeah, I, three is almost high. Maybe two and a half would be better, but I think it. I was just so surprised. Yes, <laughs> and this is the thing I love about media more than anything is being surprised by something you weren't expecting to like, and that seems universally reviled for some reason. Oh, and so just for comparison, like if we were rating Jaws on our scale, I would rate Jaws. Two Jaws Maws better than Jaws. <laughs> All right, just so you get the... Okay. <laughs> that's how that's how our rating system works. It's its own thing. Don't argue about it. Um, but yeah, so what's your friend's name? Oh, Ian? Ian. <laughs> Ian. Uh, so from what I understand, I have somehow ruined Ian's enjoyment of Jaws because of my opinion of Jaws, which I didn't think was all that bad. I was just being honest about the movie. No. What was the movie we watched after that that you said was, was better than Jaws? Um... I don't Memento? I don't know. That's the last Mem thing I yeah. remember watching. No, was it Memento? After, after Jaws. There was another movie you were talking about that was better than Jaws, and you're like, what? 
<laughs> like, so now have, every movie okay, is from, better from than Jaws on, if we of have, system. If we have any of these things, take it to Discord because this stuff needs to be documented. Because yeah. some of those arguments were just pure gold. Yeah, bring, let's get some discourse going. And especially that t- that group chat we had was outstanding. But yeah, so so John shared with me some of these uh, some of these texts, and they were fucking hilarious because <laughs> because Ian was uh, unwittingly being trolled. Was <laughs> being trolled, and he was just so upset by some stranger's opinion of apparently his favorite movie, and it just it cracks me up. It's just funny to well, me. It's I don't think it really is his favorite movie, which would be Ghostbusters. Wait, that, that's my favorite movie. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Okay, anyway, well, that's just weird. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's just strange to, I don't know, think I would have some sort of ulterior motive for giving an honest opinion about Jaws. It's a weird, <laughs> no, it's a weird it's, thought process. You're giving your opinion on Jaws. Right. Your, I mean, that's your, all it is. Live your truth, Sean. Right, exactly. I don't... I find it entertaining. <laughs> and I do too. So yeah, so uh, thank you, Ian, for our new rating system. Now Jaws, every movie is better is, than Jaws. Is Jaws Maws. <laughs> Based on our Jaws Maws rating system. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You know, like speaking of snake snake monsters, that really freaked me out. The one, the alien from Dreamcatcher that... Uh, that, Wait, is that are we talking about the same movie? No, no, no. Dreamcatcher was Stephen King adaptation. Oh, it had yeah, Jason yeah. Lee in it. Yeah. And uh, The Punisher, I think, was in it too. Okay. Um, Thomas Jane. And that was the one where it had like this... Maw that opened up like like a vagina, that, and it had all the, the all the teeth. Yes, okay. it bit him in the junk, uh, and like would just kind of like like slap and like latch on, and like that the that sideways mouths like an eel kind of. Yes, yeah. sideways mouths are horrifying. <laughs> Interesting. Um. Like just some weird anatomy. Like if I, every time I see a fish with human teeth, I gotta click on to see what it is, because it just it just makes it just I cannot wrap my mind around what this beast could be. I saw one of those pictures going around recently. A whole bunch of them. Yeah, but just it's like a whole it. thing. Oh I'm sure it's a subreddit troll or so or something from 4chan that everyone's buying into, like right. flat earthers. It's some yeah, it's just some photoshopped image because you can make anything nowadays. Yeah, but it looks so good. It's, it reminds me of like the taxidermy uh, gag that they pulled in uh, Brotherhood of the Wolves when uh, when he brings like this thing, like the water must be really cold in Ontario, in Lake Ontario, because the fish have fur. And he's like, this is a fake. What the no. fuck are you talking about? I do not. I barely remember that movie. The only th- Here's what I remember about that movie. Some oddly cool martial arts from a Native American guy, <laughs> like was a martial arts expert. That was in John Wick three. Um, and that was he Native American or was he Asian or he was supposed to be Native American in the movie, but okay, I think he's I, I think he's Asian. And then they stole the outfits they had on at the beginning of the movie, which looked really cool. They, those dusters. They, yeah, they use in the hats. Yeah, they, they the tricorn hats or whatever they use those. They stole that whole look for Bloodborne, the video game basically, which which is great. I think yeah, it looks that's really a good cool. look. Um. But yeah, I remember really high movies you can, I, Every so often, I'll go look it online for like a Blu-ray copy of it. It's, it they're hard to find. Yeah, it's it's not a movie they put out. No, and that actually has kind of a a cool kind of based in truth around that era of time where there was actually uh, like a wolf that was hunt that was that was killing a whole bunch of people, 
And they took it and just kind of twisted that almost like a Mary Shelley style. Like they took a lion and trained him to attack on command. It was trained. You hear these whistles and it would go attack people. Mm. But they put all this armor and shit to make him look like a fuck, like the a lion looked like a fucking monster. Like a lion isn't scary enough. Right. Let's put razor maw teeth on him <laughs> and just, oh. That was good. That's a good movie. I like that movie a lot. A the English time. dub is horrendous. I think that's what I rented. Like I rented that on VHS. Like it's been that long since I watched that movie. Pretty maybe DVD. I have I it on DVD. I have it on DVD. And that's and hard to find even the DVD now. Watching it in French is the way to watch that movie. Hmm. Uh, all right. So next week's pick. Um, we kind of talked about this earlier. Uh, Ridley Scott's Prometheus which is kind of a, it's basically a sequel to the first alien. It's a prequel actually is what it is, but uh, Ridley Scott kind of ignores all the alien movies, except the one he made. Yes. <laughs> and so he made alien, he made Prometheus and then he made alien covenant. Um, which is really divisive. You should, you should watch both those. You should watch Prometheus and alien. Co I'm going to watch all three. I'm going to watch the Ridley Scott alien trilogy. I'm going to, yeah, just a big fan I'm of probably going to watch Prometheus and uh, alien covenant just to, brush up on those because i don't remember hating alien or prometheus so yeah i just i thought it was really good plus you can see some cool uh escher sculpture look at sculpture work yeah i want to like, kind of approach it from you know letting time pass getting a different perspective on it the letting my expectations go since i've seen it now and just kind of take it in for what it is and see what i think of it and there's a lot of fucking philosophical stuff going on that i kind of want to look into you know mm -hmm. creation of life artificial intelligence all that kind of stuff um maybe pay more attention to that and i think it could be a fun episode it might have some meat to it sure thing so, can't wait to see how many jaws maws this one is <laughs> right how much better than jaws is prometheus stay tuned or no tune in next week and find out <laughs> so you got anything else uh no oh everyone stay safe Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Mandate starts tomorrow here in Ohio. They finally... I, I just... I, I stopped uh, when I got my dinner, and I stopped and got some donuts for dessert. And this lady was holding court in the donut shop, and I just could not roll my eyes any harder. What, just bitching about the mask mandate? And well, she was bitching about a customer because she decided to take a sip of her soda, so she pulled her mask down, and she started yelling at her. Some random person started yelling at the lady behind the counter. So this lady was all upset with that. And then it started the silver hair brigade just bitching about the bullshit of the mask. And this isn't a big deal. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, and, and like at this point, I'm just like, oh, God, guys. Well, dude, that, uh, that Rite Aid I went to earlier, um, you know, they had everybody at most places have signs up. You have to wear a mask. I'm just yeah. watching people come and go with no mask on. What, like, what's, what's the downside of wearing it? It's not. It's it's not just protecting you. It's protecting everyone else. It's not right. infringes. It's not like you're being shackled. Well, it's like a, I made some sarcastic comment to somebody on on social media the other day because people were railing against it, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm not gonna wear pants anymore, and I'm not I'm not gonna do what the government says except pay my taxes and abide yeah. by the speed limit and get car insurance and register my vehicles and you know what I mean. And like, that's it. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna straight shirt cock it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna Winnie the Pooh it around town because. But every I'll do all this other stuff. But I ain't wearing no mask. Yeah. Like, 
like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay my taxes. I'll get building permits. I'll do all this other shit that we yeah. have to do. <laughs> but I ain't wearing a mask. That's where I draw the line. Society functions because we have rules. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree with John. Wear, wear it, fucking masks. It's Shut not, the fuck up. It's not designed to impede you. Yeah. It's designed to protect you. I give wearing a mask for Jaws Maws better than I Jaws. do too. <laughs> that is, that is the Jaws Mawsiest thing we could do. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. See you all next week.